And another thing And another thing And another thing And another thing Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins. And my name is Tony Clement. And of course, you are back now from your disco cruise, your week off, your multiple vacations, <laughs> your wealth building experiences, your um, it's, it's speaking just, engagements. Yes, it's, you know, it's a uh, life. Life is a carousel, my friend. What you know, and while you? you're out, while you're out cavorting around, if that's even a word, yeah, like frolicking. Yeah, if you're while you're out frolicking, I'm here trying to do the best that I can. And you did a great job in my absence, in order, in order to maintain this ship and keep yeah, it steady. I, I think I I want to applaud you for your solo uh, podcast. It was it was most excellent. And uh, yeah, so I do accept your apology for leaving me. <laughs> Hanging me out to dry. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, each week, this show is brought to you by the crew at Municipal Solutions. John Mutton and the team doing a wonderful job there at MunicipalSolutions.ca. And Tony, I know that you're able to expand I, on their abilities. I am, Jody. Uh, and I know you did a stellar job in my absence, but I do have the approved text from John Mutton, who's been very busy, by the way. Have you seen the latest additions to his basement, by the way? Oh, yeah. I, I, I get uh, I get the updates daily. Yeah. Hourly, hourly even. I know. <laughs> it's going to be quite the museum of uh, Yankee memorabilia and Packer memorabilia when he's done. Anyway, uh, the way he funds all that is by being Ontario's leading MZO firm. And uh, he is there and his team, it's not just John, he has a team, uh, that are there for development approvals, permit expediting, planning services with municipalities, engineering and architectural services, even things like minor variances and land severances. You go to municipalsolutions.ca and John and the team will be there for you. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, every Saturday morning, as part of a whole menu of podcasts that are rebroadcast on terrestrial radio, you can find us every Saturday morning at Hunter's Bay Radio. And that is streamed at huntersbayradio.com. Yes. And I should mention too, I don't know if it was because of my, my bringing it up, but John also purchased the, um, some, he had, well, I, I assume he purchased, unless he got them for free, the George Costanza Yankee cards and some of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I saw that. I, I must've been your suggestion, right? Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't think he was thinking about that beforehand, but I, I'm not 100% sure, but he what has, else? regardless, he has it. What, what else can we convince him to buy? <laughs> well, I, I've actually, I had a chat with him this week about getting, um, like, you can buy game-used bases. Like, you can actually, like, MLB auctions those off. Wow. Um, so he should try and find. Actually, we found one on eBay. Uh, it was a base used in Aaron Judge's rookie game. So, and How much do those go for? I think that one was 500 US or what? something. As you know, That's as memorabilia go. Actually, hold on a second. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, I, just, I mean, as, as memorabilia go, uh, you know, it's it's a it's yeah, not five hundred US or yeah. best offer actually. So it was uh, Aaron Judge twenty seventeen rookie year game used base against the Oakland Athletics. 
So I don't maybe know. That, maybe we should uh, sell our NFTs, pool our money, and buy the base. Oh, yeah, yeah, because our <laughs> NFTs are worth so much. They're worth so much, Jody. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, actually, actually I, bought, I bought a couple packs of those this week. Seriously? You're still yeah, buying those? Just randomly. Yeah, well, I, I had $11 in my crypto wallet. Uh, so, I, uh, <laughs> so I went and bought some... Uh, I went and bought some packs. <laughs> oh my word! Oh, yeah. why not? I guess sure. Okay, I don't know. I have to yeah, check. Well, hey, you know what? It, it, they're not. They're, you never know. Those things could rebound. You don't know. So. Hey, like crypto's rebounding uh, so with all of the bank meltdowns and market meltdowns. All of a sudden, crypto's uh, doing okay. So there you go. Some of those people that uh, were laughing at uh, Mr. Polyev and others who were saying uh, crypto is part of our economy now and uh, lo and behold uh, it's a good hedge against uh, the bank meltdowns yeah so uh, that is not inv- that is not investment advice <laughs> please do not leave trading instructions on this voicemail exactly um, so i guess you want to tell us a little bit about your yes. disco cruise by the way <laughs> i saw you got good on you to get a haircut so thank uh, you that looks you look better much better now Yes, um, I, I do have a much uh, trimmer uh, haircut, uh, but I kept the mustache. I saw that. I saw that. It's be- becoming controversial. Some people love it, uh, including my wife. Uh, others are not too keen on it, but uh, I'm sticking with the stash for now. Okay. So tell us about the cruise. So the cruise. So th- there's a, this organization, uh, Star Vista. They're a business. And they do these music cruises. So this is this was one of many cruises they do. They do a, a country cruise, Jody. They do a, a New Orleans jazz cruise. They do a Soul Train cruise. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, but the I, I think one of the, the jewels in the crown is this disco cruise. Five-day cruise out of Miami. You, you hit Key West, Cozumel, Mexico, back to Miami. And it's just nonstop entertainment. Uh, I've mentioned on the program, of course, that uh, Cool and the gang were on the cruise. We actually stepped off the cruise ship at Key West to see KC and the Sunshine Band. They did this kind of amphitheater thing, uh, but it was predominantly uh, people from the cruise who were there for that. Uh, And then you had these uh, other uh, artists who were from the era. Or they were tribute bands. There was a there was a, a Queen tribute band, which I know is not disco, but that was fine by me. Uh, Bee Gees tribute band, which was fronted by a Canadian uh, singer who played Barry Gibb, and uh, and and so forth, including this sort of kind of house band called the Boogie Wonder Band. They're they're from Quebec of all places, and they were just doing a lot of uh, uh, you know uh, you know quick. Uh, uh, songs and uh, medleys is what I'm trying to say. Um, so basically, from 11 in the morning till three or four in the morning, there was a there was somewhere on the ship where there was music being played live, and a lot of these bands uh, from the disco era, Jody, you would you would know, um, they were kind of bent their musical taste to the trend, which was disco, but they all have horn sections. Like it was great music. Uh, And uh, so uh, that was part of the entertainment was just seeing these amazing musicians apply their trade, I suppose. So, yeah, you know, basically you could start dancing at 11 a.m. and keep going. Uh, There was a a late night kind of they called it Studio 55, which was a DJ set uh, from 
midnight to three or four in the morning and uh, people were were dancing that late uh i must say i i think i lasted until two in the morning one night that was about the latest i made it out there but um yeah i mean i i I will i will say to this audience i was a little bit skeptical of the whole thing but i enjoyed my i just sort of you know i just went with the flow and we uh we went with four other couples from muskoka had a great time with them and uh, met some new people and the vibe was uh, fantastic. And so did you chat with cool and the gang or no? Uh, I, well, no, they, the, the closest I got to cool was uh, he, when, when we flew to Dallas after the, uh, from Miami to Dallas, we went, we were in Dallas for three days after the cruise. Cool also flew to Dallas. So I saw, I saw him, him at the, uh, the baggage carousel. <laughs> did anyone recognize him oh yeah well i did i don't know about anybody else but i i took a picture of him at the baggage carousel so cool in the gang jody it's cool it's it, it, k-o-o-l the guy the original guy is in the band okay. and nobody else from the original band nobody it, else eh? it's just cool and then this gang his gang is these 40 and 50 year olds uh who are the musicians he, cool plays bass guitar about the horn section and everybody else, the singers, they're all new people. So there it is cool in the gang, but it's just a different gang from the seventies playing the music. And it and was it's so it's Robert Cool Bell is his name. So is is he the lead singer too though or no? No, no, no. He, he wasn't. He just plays the bass guitar. That's all oh, he does. Snap. Who was the lead singer in the original group then? I f- I don't know, man, but they had a, they had a nice, you know, they had a guy who was 45 or 50 who was who was leading the songs this time. That's for sure. But cool did address the audience at one point said, hey, I'm cool. And, uh, you know, this is my band. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this for 50 years. We all clapped and, and uh, so on. But uh, he he's he was kind of more of the background, I'd have to say. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. But KC, that was definitely KC and most of that Sunshine Band. And he kind of made this joke about because he's a fairly portly gentleman now, Jody, I have to say. Um, okay. He made the joke that he wanted to change the name to the KFC and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> <laughs> so you got you to gotta respect that. But they weren't on the cruise, though, right? They were not on the cruise, no. Okay. Interesting. We so cool, got- and, cool and the gang was the main per- main people like the main band for the actual cruise itself, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd have to say, but there were there were other artists from the era uh, yeah. who, who were who were there as well, and then there there are these tribute artists who were playing the music of Whitney Houston or the music of Cher or whatever. They were definitely there too. Interesting. Well, yeah, I'm looking at pictures of Casey. He is a uh, he's fairly a larger uh, man he's, now. He's lived a good life. Let's put it. How that old way. would he be? Oh, he's got to be, surely to goodness, he's early 70s or something, eh? Harry Wayne Casey. So the name Casey comes from his last name. Okay. And what does it say is? Uh, he's 72. 72. There you go. Yeah, so. he was he was doing a good job. He uh, uh, There was a guy, uh, oh, he did a song. Uh, he was on the cruise. Anyway, uh, it'll come to me, but uh, there were other artists that, that they, they kind of did a duet together because they did collaborated on a hit song from the seventies. It was more of a ballad, but uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff was going on. And, uh, and the, vi- uh, the vibe was really good. I mean, people were just there to have a good time. It, and 
uh, I met this fellow, Derek Fleming, and uh, he's known as D Fox as well. A great guy. And uh, D Fox was for 15 years on the TV show Soul Train. Okay. And, uh, you know, rough, rough upbringing. His, his mom had six kids by four different dads. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, so he kind of grew up disadvantaged. I'd I'd have to put it that way, I suppose. Um, but he found his kind of life existence by dancing on soul train and did it for 15 years. Soul train, by the way, was on TV for 35 years. It was one of the longest, the longest running TV shows of all time was soul train. And you got to, I interviewed him. That's what, that's the interview clip that we have for the program today. Uh, And he talks about how the genre of music changed over the years as musical tastes changed. So it wasn't always disco or R&B. They moved into hip hop and so forth. And um, yeah, it's really a slice of culture. And what he kind of was professing was again it was a culture of live and let live and and you know love and and peace and and all of the the positive things that should be part of the american culture but sometimes are missing right um and so uh interesting cat i just uh he was there on the cruise he was going to be on i guess he was invitation by the organizers and so he gets to kind of be part of the milieu and talking to people. And then they have this soul train cruise, right, you know, right afterwards it was going to, and he'd be on that as well. So, uh, so the, there's just people who make a living just hanging out on these cruises is what I'm trying to say. I guess there's worse things to be doing. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a, uh, a lot of bands are, uh, apparently I was, cause I'm now, my ears are perked up for this. There was an eighties cruise out of LA, I think, uh, in the last couple of weeks. So eighties music. So uh, there must be for every musical genre, there's gotta be cruises now for that. Yeah. Is there like, cause you could, what about your British, couldn't you do like a British punk cruise or something? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be really good. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love that. You would get all on that one. eh? Yeah, we'd we all be spitting on one another. It'd be it'd be awesome. I'm trying to see if there's anything. There's this there's a salty dog cruise, okay. the ultimate punk Caribbean booze cruise. So you can set sail aboard the aboard the Norwegian per, Pearl for the ultimate booze cruise. <laughs> oh my! Hey Jody, the lineup. The- here you go. You probably know some of these uh, okay, bands. Okay, go ahead. So the lineup for so to, or they don't haven't announced the 2023 lineup but 2022 lineup included flogging molly oh yes the descendants yes the distillers don't know them frank turner the broilers and this last band i have heard of me first in the gimme gimmies oh my word yeah you know some of those bands though oh yeah i know the first two or three and uh, just a, a little little note from our cruise. The first night of the cruise, two hundred fifty thousand U.S. dollars of booze was. Uh, Come was, on, yeah. was purchased. Yeah. Or, well, no, well, isn't I mean, it all inclusive? Or well, no, it's not all inclusive. You have to oh. buy a package, right? And so oh my can, gosh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars of booze was consumed oh, one night. One night. There you go, Tony. You can go on the Salty Dog Cruise yeah. 2023. It yeah. actually uh, head leaves Tampa, Florida on November 8th. 
Okay. And so it's still November 13th. So I can keep go. doing this. I can keep doing this. I'm telling you. With a with a stop in uh, Nassau and Grand Bahama. So I'm telling you, this is this is the uh, this is the way things are done now. I guess I'm just trying to think. Oh yeah, here's the the um, they have a, a country cruise yes. January 20 uh, 20th to 27th next year. Clint Black, do you know him? Oh yeah, Tracy Lawrence, Neil McCoy, Neil McCoy, that'd be a good one actually. Joe Nichols, yes, Shenandoah, uh, Shenandoah, Wade <laughs> Hayes, uh, Val Story, Linda Davis, the French Family Band, Chuck Mead. These are all on the country cruise, Jody. Yeah. So come on now. Maybe they, you know, what? I think they should have a liberal cruise, liberals only. Right. And uh, just maybe Celine Dion can just be on there singing My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> and on and on. Or foreshadowing yeah. or something. But. And they've got a, six, a 50s cruise with Paul Anka, The Temptations, Little Anthony, The Letterman, Jay oh and the God. Americans, Darlene Love. Darlene Love. I mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty amazing, actually. But I, think I don't even know who Darlene Love is. Darlene actually, Love? Darlene Love, yeah. Who's that? Uh, she was a background singer, uh, who gained uh, notoriety. Uh, you know, she's got that uh, Christmas hit. Christmas hit? Yeah. Hold on. I don't know. We're probably upsetting that Clint guy that listens to our show. I don't know artists. Uh, Christmas baby, please come, come home. Okay. Sure. You know that one? No, I don't. Yes, you do. You'll maybe, but I I don't know off the top of my head, but anyway, that's good. So let's get to this interview with D Fox from Soul Train, and then we will come back and wrap it up. Okay. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Clement, here in the middle of the Caribbean Sea as part of the Disco Cruise, the ultimate disco cruise. I have a very special guest with us today, Derek Fleming. That's correct. Is going to join us. He's going to tell us a little bit about his life, which really was at the center of of the disco phenomenon. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna ask Derek to tell us a little bit about his life, as a little bit of his background. We're gonna get right into Soul Train and uh, what uh, that was and what it meant for disco and the popular culture of the time. Derek, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I was born in Port Arthur, Texas and moved to Southern California at a young age grew up there my mom passed at seven in 1970 I was 12 years old uh-huh. and my only joy or the things that brought me joy was the AM radio at that time okay okay then of course FM radio comes into play and I fell in love with the sound of that Christmas of the FM radio and I just loved every song that probably came over the airwaves so I was addicted to Motown, the right. Philadelphia Sound, Stax Records, and I can go on and on and yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all of those groups, I saw them evolve. And in the middle of the night, you could catch me jumping up out of bed because my ear was always in tune <laughs> to that radio. And I'm out of the bed and I'm on the floor dancing, making my brother pissed. <laughs> okay. So how did that uh, transfer to this phenomenon, this cultural phenomenon that was Soul Train? 
Well, you know, so in 1970, like I said, my mother passed. And then I see this show, 1971, like everyone else, come on the television. And the aunt said, hey, you got to see this show. I think you really like it. Well, that hour was the only time that I found joy in my life at that time. So Soul Train, seeing those dancers, the beautiful, I mean, these people were beautiful mm -hmm. to me, seeing them on television. And I just told myself in my heart, one day I'm going to do that. And I just stuck with that. And Tony, it was incredible how, in my opinion, God gave me this gift to dance because that was no one around me was mm -hmm. dancing. It was just something I really believe was a transfer of energy from a mother's death to not feeling um, unloved or needing that love and dance brought that to me. Wow. So you do you have to audition for that show or how does how does it work? Oh, so the Soul Train establishment. So here's what happens. There are some established dancers on the show and usually they'll ask those dancers, hey, can you bring someone with you that's as good as you or better, bring them to the show. So what we do is on in a month, we take two, uh, four shows. Okay. So it's just like any other television production at the time. I think it's a lot different now. In those days, it was nine months out of the year. Right. And then we tape on a weekend, four shows. So simply you show up with four outfits there in your car there was no dressing rooms there's no um glamour about this it's right. all just you know right now let's get it done yeah so you show up you get in the line like everyone else and then there's a, a floor director that would come out to the from out the studio to the outside the gates and there'd be like 200 to 300 kids in line with their clothing ready to do the job really okay and they literally would go and hand pick who First, by physicalities, you know, what yeah. you look like. Yeah. They pick those people. And once you get in the studio, then they choose those people that kind of stood out with the dance abilities. And was it uh, biracial? Like there, there oh, there was all, yeah. it was all racial. At the, you know, in the beginning, like anyone knows, Soul Train was predominantly black because mm -hmm. they were going to like um, the parks in South Central LA finding these kids. Right, right, right. Not just South Central LA, I mean, just all of Los Angeles. These kids would come from all over to get on Soul Train. Well, I was, um, I was raised just 60 miles from Soul Train, so I would drive there. Gotcha. But, um, and I brought, where I grew up was really multicultural. Okay. So I brought many, I brought anyone that could dance. Gotcha. I didn't care the size, the height, just come on here and let's do this. Right, right. And, and um, do you think that, uh, let me put it in your own words, why was Soul Train A, so popular and B, so influential? Well, why it was popular, I think, was the the unbridled energy of the kids that just wanted to dance. dance. They were not trying to be famous. They were not trying to be anything, but let me have some fun to this music. The music was so infectious. Why I think the world loves it is because when you look at it, it, it almost made you feel like I have to be a part of this. Right. It's the music was so infectious. So it's not just the visual, it was that music, the Philadelphia sound, even the opening of Soul Train. As soon as you hear that first few beats incredible just so uh yeah this the 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 interesting thing is what that this was went on for decades yeah 35 years 35 years at the time it was one of the longest or the longest broadcast yes on on american television yes so it kind of spanned some eras too. Did you see the how the music changed I over that? I did see the transition. So in the seventies, it was predominantly those like roof, um, 
Rufus Thomas and those people that stood out because of one of the dancers getting on stage with her or the Supremes or the Temptations which were king and queens of soul music. You had to love them. I mean, the world loved that, the, the Motown sound. Then here comes the 70s, the disco sound comes in and that changes things. All the kids are more um, svelte and more um, sophisticated right. in their look and what they wore. Then here comes the hip hop. It changes again, you change. So I was there for most of that. I got there in 80 and I was there from 80 to 93. That was 13 years. 13 years. So in my 13 years, I, I saw the changes in myself three times. So right. I was there right at the end of the disco and that's when uh, Chic Nile Rogers came out. And then it came to about the half of the 85s. And then the records, I guess was then is more, New York style came to California so right. we started dressing like the people on the East Coast and then here comes hip-hop and that just changed everything it was it more yeah. quickly dances and the songs were not um, lasting on the radio as quick as long right they just came and one-hit wonders were coming in and going right right and do you think that um, I mean that's really not replicated on television anymore right so how how uh, I guess there's another way in a sense what's taken over is like TikTok or some of these viral videos where people are dancing, but they're not dancing together really. They're right. dancing alone. Exactly. And then it becomes viral and everybody picks up on the dance. Yeah. So in a sense, that's kind of sad. Like we're yeah. dancing alone in, yeah. in today's society rather than dancing together. Yeah, that really bothered me. It's watered down. I love to see couples dancing and camaraderie amongst the crowd. Yeah, and it's really sad. One thing I have noticed though, that TikTok has brought that people are getting together and doing like eight to five people, you know. Oh, okay. And, okay. and doing these incredible routines. Right. I love seeing that. So maybe the transition will be that people will get back together because right. of TikTok. Because for the last twenty years, as you said, yeah, people weren't were dancing alone. So tell us, uh, you're we're obviously on this uh, cruise, uh, this uh, ultimate disco cruise. There's also a companion cruise, a soul train cruise as well. Mm -hmm. So tell us, uh, you know, your feelings about you know seeing people. Uh, sort of reliving these moments or, or even younger people who, who are kind of finding this, uh, this era of music again. Well, here's what's incredible about these cruises. It, like you said, Tony, it really does take us back to our youth. You know, I find in myself when I'm at home, I'm like anyone else. I'm 65 and I'm feeling 65. I get on this cruise and I'm absolutely 30 years old or younger, <laughs> you know, and in my mind, in the people's mind, that's where we are. So we're all visiting our past and with the soul train you know it's a little different because the soul train these people are so um indoctrinated into right. soul train that it's everything to me it's how they grew up it's what they watched it's what motivated them and made it, all those things are encompassed in that in the disco cruise it's like let go just someone said it's not a black cruise it's not a white cruise it's not a gay cruise it's not a it's just a cruise to come and have fun and right. enjoy this music that we had at one time. Yeah. So I've had more fun on the disco cruise because of the Soul Change cruise. It's actually a job for me. Oh, you know, I'm teaching yeah. dance classes yeah. and I'm speaking to people and uplifting them, you know, about what we're here for. But on the disco cruise, I was absolutely able to let go mm. and just have fun because I didn't have to be anywhere. Yeah. So this cruise has um, 
taught me to just let go. Yeah. Don't be so uptight. Just have fun. Just have fun. So I've had an incredible time on this disco cruise, Tony. Well, that's uh, it's an amazing experience for all of us. And I want to thank you for your time that you spent with me, uh, take, taking away from your enjoyment of the oh, cruise man. No, to this have the interview. No, this is really fun, Tony. No. Thank you so much for asking me to do your podcast. For I'm sure. Greatly sure. appreciative. For sure. Thank you. God bless. Excellent interview. Uh, live, well, I guess recorded live at sea. Were you on the uh, were you on the poop deck at that time? <laughs> we were. We were trying to find a quiet place, so we went into one of the lounges that was not being used. So that's what we okay. did. Were you? So you weren't? Were you on the starboard side or? Oh, Jody, I don't know, man. <laughs> but you know, I I was worried. Like I haven't I, I haven't been on a cruise in twenty years, and uh, I get a little bit of motion sickness on something. But it was smooth sailing, and like uh, I think these these ships now are just so stable, right? Oh, they're, and they're huge, right? Yeah. Well, this one was only, I'd say about 500 people. So it wasn't the 4,000 people cruise ship, but still it was, it was a, you know, top notch. And did you meet the uh, captain? Interesting. You should say that. I don't think we did. (laughs) Yeah. I thought you were going to say, I don't think we had a captain. It was a, it controlled itself. I think that you could have taken a tour of the ship and then you would have met the captain, but otherwise uh, he or she was invisible. Do you think we'll ever have electric boats, like electric cruise ships? Like what, run run by AI or something like that? Yeah, like Tesla ships. Oh, I see. (laughs) Gosh, I don't know. (laughs) It's hard to find a plug at sea, though. I was going to say a big uh, EV (laughs) plug-in area. You got a dock at somewhere and like, St. Lucia or something, maybe. Oh, my word. I don't yeah, know. It could but anyway, a new economy. And the mustache is staying, so uh, let's hear from our uh, our audience. If that's a good idea or a bad idea, I'm, I'm open to suggestions, but so far it's staying. Jeez. Well, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Well, we have had a good show. Welcome back, Tony. And uh, we'll get into back into politics and all that fun stuff probably next week is my guess. And oh, we yeah. should think. We should thank John Mutton and the team at um, Municipal Solutions for their continued support, municipalsolutions.ca. And I noticed, I don't, did you mention it off the top or are they just not doing anything anymore, but give a free plug for a Halton GR Pro or are they gone? Oh, they're, they're gone for now. He wants to come back at me with a new proposal, but we haven't heard from him. Okay, Steve well, I said his name right there, so just invoice oh, him for that. Look at, look at us, yeah. Look at us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, of course, Hunter's Bay Radio, Saturday mornings, 8.30. You can catch our show on Terrestrial Radio, 88.7, up in the uh, mighty Muskokas. So check that out. And, yeah, I guess enjoy the rest of your week, Tony, and we will do this again in, a, in probably another seven days. Ahoy, matey.